Welcome to Unleash. We're all being transformed every day. The big question is, by who to become what? Well, hello, and thanks for joining us for Unleash. This episode is entitled, Of Wounds and Words, or Of Words and Wounds. A lot can be said about words. We say lots of words all the time, but the reality is that words have tremendous power. There's a proverb that says, the tongue has the power of life and death. And think about these words penned by an unknown author. It says, the tongue has no bones, but it is strong enough to break a heart. So be careful with your words. I also found these interesting words of a a current author. She's not someone I'm familiar with. Her name is Rachel Wolchin, but she said this, being mindful when it comes to your words, a string of some that don't mean much to you may stick with someone else for a lifetime. I found those words, um, oddly, uh, really connected with what I wanted to talk to you about today. We can easily and often express words carelessly. You know, we can be angry, reactive, impatient, judgmental, harsh, accusatory, presumptuous. Maybe you can think of some of your own words, but the idea is it's not always good, the words that we use and the way that we use them. And Honestly, it's not just the words themselves, it's the way we say them, the volume, the inflection, the tone of voice, and if we're in person, it's the facial features, the body language, you know, all these matter. So I want to think for a minute about the words we have spoken in anger. I've said many angry words, and I hate to admit this, but most of them were said to the people that are really important to me, people that I love, and yet I hate that I've chosen to communicate with those that I love in ways that are really unloving. I know what it looks like to speak honestly in a loving way, and I know when I've spoken in a way that's not that at all. And if I'm honest, like many times um, that I was angry with my kids when they were growing up, whatever they did, it often what thing they did wasn't even what was bothering me the most. Oftentimes there was something else that was really troubling me, something else that my brain and my heart were stewing over. And when someone did something that was that I found frustrating or annoying, it was really easy to just bubble over and come at my kids in a way that I really would regret because this them doing the same thing on a different day could be met with like patience and grace and like kind instruction. So really when I look back on the years when my kids were young, I wished I had known then some of the things that I know now. 
I think things that have, would have helped me to see them and the situations in a really bigger, broader, um, kind of big picture perspective, I think. You know, I worked to give really sincere apologies to my kids and to my husbands, not husbands, plural, I only have one, <laughs> uh, when when the people I love got the worst of me, which leads me to the real point I want to share, that after the heat of the moment passes, we can apologize, and the other person may choose to forgive or at least say they forgive because it's the, they know it's the right thing to say, but it's not always easy to give because when I've spoken words that I regret, that I know have wounded, I really hope that the other person's going to be able to just let those words drop off, that they'll be forgotten and somehow evaporate as if they were never spoken and there's no ongoing effect. But it can be a lot more instructive, I think, if we look at the other side of angry words where we've been the recipient. I know when I've been doing something innocently going about my business, not doing anything wrong. And I've been on the end of some really angry, uh, critical, ugly words. And when those hostile words come and the criticisms can really wound and, and pierce, like, you know, kind of a dagger hitting sensitive places where certain words just sound hurtful and mean, but other ones actually connect with very tender places in our inner person, especially if those words attack something I'm already struggling with about myself. Maybe it's something that I've wrestled with, something how I do something, and someone else criticizes harshly, or a way that I wrestle with insecurity or fear, and those words can really be poison to my soul. Uh, there was a show um, we watched a few years ago set in the Wild West days. It was a, a family traveling to Oregon through hostile territories. And and one of the main characters was a, a young woman who was shot by an arrow that had been dipped in poison. And though the arrow was removed and lots of things done to attend to the wound and help the wound itself heal. What happened inside was how the poison had spread and caused her whole body to um, be filled with like infection and fever um, to the point where, you know, organs shut down. And when I think of some of the really painful, pointed, angry words that have been slung like an arrow at me, even when I uh, had the mind of wanting to forgive that person, I can find it tremendously difficult to really release the suggestions or the intentions that landed into places where there already was some sort of pain or doubt or uncertainty. So I want to share a story that happened when I was maybe 10 years old. It, it's a true story, but like some of those things that happened when we were young, 
we don't necessarily remember the details that happened. We just remember how they made us feel. So I can remember there was a night where I was sitting at the dinner table. I'm one of the younger kids in a really big family. So we had a very long dining table. My dad would sit at one end, my mom would sit at the other, and all of us kids would line up either side. So with lots of older siblings, there were kind of regularly some pretty intense discussions at the table. Mostly, I was just very quiet. I'm pretty quiet anyway by nature, and I would just listen and kind of take in. But there was one day in particular, and I can even remember where I was sitting at the table. The dining room wall was behind me, and uh, I was facing the side of the room that opened up onto the kitchen. And I remember saying something, and I can't even recall what what the topic was or what I said. But I had an older sibling that was going through a long season of being a really angry teenager. He had really strong opinions, and I know that he often, like, yelled and said things in that season in a really angry way. And, you know, it takes courage for a quiet person to venture to speak at a table full of people that are, um, I don't know, older. At least that's how I saw it. And, you know, I know it wasn't the intention that I would decide something life-shifting at the table that night. In fact, I'm certain he forgot all about the exchange, the words he spoke at dinner that night to an annoying little sister who thought she was going to be bold enough to talk. But the message of those angry words shaped me. I mean, profoundly. I, I'm sure it, they must have connected with some sort of insecurity or fear or whatever I already had, but I somehow I decided and came to the conclusion that it really wasn't safe to talk and to share my feelings or opinions. I, I really didn't like feeling belittled and criticized and just kind of diced up by someone else, someone else's response to me. And because I ventured to talk. And I don't know how that lands for you. Maybe that sounds ridiculous. But that's really how things go in life. We have moments where we make it mean something. And I can't help that that's how I reacted as a child, or the sense that I made of that, or what I allowed that moment at the dinner table so long ago to tell me about who I am and how I should show up in the world. But it did. And in a myriad of ways, you and I have been influenced and shaped in various ways to different degrees by other people's angry words and angry attitudes and sometimes even in really angry dispositions. And acknowledging that this is true, that we can be shaped by other people's anger 
can be a helpful first step towards exposing lies that we've held on to for a long time that have shaped us. So I want to share two thoughts um, about this. One is a perspective and one is a paradigm uh, that I learned. And so here's what I want to say about the perspective. It's about the angry words that you and I speak. It can be easy to get into the habit And it is a habit of kind of snapping quickly at people when they do something we're annoyed or frustrated by. The the habits we have practiced don't have to continue to be the way we live. We can choose to practice new ways of acting and communicating. And there's a lot more to explore on that topic in the future. But today, I just want to lay out for you to consider and think about this. Just because you've had a habit of speaking um, maybe harshly or impatiently. Every habit can be changed. We can stop practicing the old ways and work at practicing a, a type of communication that's a lot more fruitful for healthy relationships. You know, the kind of quick-witted barbs and jabs and put-downs and just those sharp words. I, I learned the habit around college friends and then later among co-workers and you know when everybody's doing it it just seems so smart and normal but unless you're truly being playful I mean you really don't even mean one percent of it as true you're just being playful in in the long run those barbed comments usually end up undermining the kind of vibrant, healthy relationships we all actually want. So anyway, just sharing that as a perspective for you to consider. Um, And the other thing I said I wanted to share is a paradigm. Um, This is a, a manner in which to evaluate kind of the ugly, angry, piercing words that others can speak to us. Something that most of us learn to do very naturally in childhood in interacting with family or classmates or friends or whatever, whatever people are around us, that we learn to notice the ways people respond to us. It's just a natural developmental thing. And in a sense that people around us act like a mirror. They help us to see ourselves by their reactions to us like they mirror back to us who we are and in lots of ways this can be good and helpful but in our childish immaturity we are often left to assume that people's reactions to us really do define us when really they're people too who may have things going on that may not rightly reflect back to us who we are, but we can hold on to that and move forward in life with that. So now as an adult, I I hope you can be in a place where you can ask yourself when someone is angry and harsh and impatient and just unreasonable or judgmental to you, that it's very helpful to ask yourself, does how they are, is how they are treating me actually say something about me? Or does it 
say something about them. Now, sometimes it really does let me know something about me. But oftentimes the way a person reacts is telling me more about them. This paradigm is really about learning to um, ask this question. And I found it actually really helpful and freeing. It's really exposed and uprooted some lies I believed in my own life. So instead of just automatically being immediately under the load of someone else's anger or judgment, I can step back and ask myself the question, which enables me right away to see the situation with a lot greater clarity. And then I can own the part that is mine, but not own the part that's theirs. To carry the weight of my part and their part is just way too heavy. That has a way of just crushing our souls and causing our hearts and minds to like brood on and the things that they said and seethe on reports, uh, retorts, oh, I should have said that. It just can often result in our spewing our own angry words in return. So anyway, I just want to encourage you to consider how this paradigm could help you in a conflict to ask if their treatment of you really means something about you. Or does it mean something about them? Maybe about something else they're struggling with. Words truly can wound. And we can also learn not to pull those arrows into our own hearts to pierce them when they're angry words that really shouldn't define us. So I hope this gives you some good thoughts to chew on. Um, maybe they'll even uproot some lies that you've believed in your life. So if you found this valuable, I invite you to hit subscribe, share it with your family and friends. And I also hope you'll share your thoughts or comments or questions about any of this. If there are questions or topics you'd like to see discussed in future shows, drop a comment or send me an email. So we have new episodes each Thursday. So until then.